Welcome. Welcome to Conversations in Compassion, a podcast by Dignity Maine, a program of Agape, and made possible by the contributions to Agape. Thank you. This is a different podcast. Instead of interviews, we have conversations. This is my attempt to demonstrate examples of what I call compassionate conversation. Through these conversations, I hope to address the discord in our families, in our communities, and in ourselves. And finally, to focus on the greatest need of our time, the need for compassion. So I really would love people to listen to this particular conversation with Amy around her balance of trying to be thoughtful in the world and really be curious and careful about every though every relationship she's in. So enjoy following the path. All right. So we ran into each other. And as usual, I started talking about my next adventure, which is a, a plan to hike the long trail in Vermont mm. and a very different adventure from my last adventure, which was a driving adventure. And I am going through this space of wanting to just let go of everything. So I've downsized at that point. I downsized to from a condo to a camper. And now I'm downsizing from a camper to a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just wanting to to move. I love to walk around. We ran into each other because I was running errands and walking home. And I do that just to get around. Walking is probably one of the most important things to me, one of my most favorite things to do. And uh, the long trail is manageable within the confines of my schedule where I still work full time. So I can take off a block of time where that I can accomplish this. And I had my sight set on doing this last year, but I uh, was going to leave a job and then leave time for this. But uh, I got hired for this job that I'm doing now. So that, you know, postponed things a little bit. What, what moves you to do these uh, incredible adventures? Well, just, uh, Part of it is like just seeing, putting myself in situations where uh, I'm challenging myself and learning about myself and um, they're isolative to a sense too, where I'm putting myself out in a place where I'm encountering things on my own and learning how to adapt and uh, just, you know, see, see what happens and, and learn to, to continue forward by myself. You, you, you're doing these adventures to kind of learn more and more about yourself and in relationship to nature or what's going on in the world. Yeah, definitely. There's a, that healing piece about being in nature. And I've, I've been reading a lot about that more recently, uh, the effect of being outside, the effect of being in the wilderness and how it impacts our health and that's I that's I'm sure that's what's what draws me to hiking and being outside. And uh, this I, I just got it in my head that I wanted to just be outside and and just spend a, a long a, a longer period of time outside hiking. And 
this seems like a, th a thing that people do that, you know, I, I wouldn't really have the time at this point to do like the AT or um, the PCT or something. So I, this one is, is one that's going to work for me. There would be a lot of um, sort of feedback to, about fear as a woman walking by herself, doing these adventures by herself. Definitely. Yeah, there was a, a lot of feedback when I was tra I was traveling in a camper and during early part of the pandemic and a, a lot that, that came up a lot everywhere I went. People were shocked that I was alone. And uh, that's a relatively innocuous experience of, you know, getting in a car and driving. But that's that's about that's about what I was doing. But a lot of people spoke to me about that and they they were had concerns um, thus far. No one's really brought that up. Uh I have a friend, I, uh, I, need, I've, I need a piece of equipment that I don't have, which is a bear canister. It's required on the trail. And uh, the, the, they're fairly expensive to purchase if you're just going to use it for a one-time thing like this. So I was, I'm looking around to borrow one. And a, a friend of mine said he did not have a bear canister, but I could borrow his gun, mm. which I, I declined. And in the materials that I'm reading about, uh, you know, hiking this trail, um, they've they've said you don't need to bring a gun it's just heavy it's just a heavier piece of equipment and uh I, so i suppose that is something that that people think about and i've i've i always i always hike alone and haven't carried any any sort of um weapon like that thus far how, how do you push through it i mean you just said that you know as you went on the caravan and took this journey that there's a lot of uh messages as a woman uh you're traveling alone. Aren't you afraid or you should be afraid or how do you, how do you step through all that? Uh, I don't think that I have the fear as much. And uh, I'm, you know, people can't see me. I'm a white woman. And uh, when I was traveling, I was traveling in a brand new camper and a brand new truck, which made me look like I was probably somewhat affluent. And uh, those are things that uh, protect me, and and it's a it's a privilege that I walk around with. It's not a privilege that I've earned. Um, but as we know, you know, crime and violent crime tends to happen to people who, you know, are are not white and they're and they're um, not wealthy, and it's um, it's unfortunate. And I think that through my experience. Um, I haven't had experiences where I've been victimized because of who I am. And um, I know people think, well, you know, women might have a fear around something, but we also uh, come with, um, you know, history of, of, of knowing where we maybe want, might not go. We might not push ourselves to go places that are uh, that are scarier. I locked my door at night in my camper and uh, when I'm when I'm camping, um, there are, you know, things that I'll do, I'm sure, that will uh, put me in places where I'll feel safer. So you, you're thinking about that? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. I know I'm going to be hiking during a time that it's busy. Mm. It's a time, a popular time for hiking. So there'll be a lot of people mm. around. Um, and, you know, which to me is, is speaks to safety. There'll be a lot of people around. And uh, so... Um, but I am thinking, I'm, I'm sort of starting to visualize, okay, under certain circumstances, would I, you know, stay in a place that's a little more crowded and a little more noisy? Or would I, you know, go a little further away for some peace and quiet, but not too far away? Yeah, you, um, 
you've done a lot of work around just thinking about these things and just uh, deciding where it's okay, where it's not okay. I want to be around people, but I want to choose who I'm with. And also I know I have protective coating that I, that I basically because I'm white and feel, you know, people see me as privileged that gives me a little bit of protective coating as I walk through these things. Yeah, it's that. And again, it's that experience too of, you know, I don't have any other perspective other than my perspective. And, you know, I, I hear I hear people talk about, you know, their impressions of, of where where their safety level might be. And and uh, it, it just has to do with our experience. My experience too, like I mentioned about being a woman and um, we, you know, might think about things in a different way and uh, not, not put ourselves in positions that, that, you know, could leave, could leave room for victimization. Um, But then some people have a different threshold for that and it has to do with their own experience Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, some people might say walking in the woods by myself for, you know, extended period of time would be putting myself in a scary position. And, uh, the the thing I think I'm worrying about the most is that bear canister and <laughs> the fact that I can't have anything smelling like food that a bear would be interested in. Right, right. <laughs> maybe maybe the bear would be interested in me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So I got to take care of those things because the bear is not going to think of me as a white privileged woman. It's going to just think of me as food. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm going to take care of myself that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, you know, there's there's a lot of fear in our culture right now. There's a lot of fear. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, you're you're a person who challenges that and thinks about that, but steps through it anyway. So, why? why? How do you do that? That's a good question. And I know I, I, one thing I tend to do is um, not listen to a lot of news reporting that he tends mm. to just highlight some of the really scary, sad, awful things happening. Um, another thing I do is I read a lot of Eastern thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a lot of uh, Taoism in particular. Mm. And um, I read, uh, a, I'm, a, I'm a yoga practitioner, yoga teacher, and uh, a meditator. And, uh, there's a lot of, I feel like sometimes things happen around me and my uh, response tends to be a little more, um, thoughtful rather than acting in a way that might, um, I, I think I might tend to come off as someone who's not particularly, uh, sensitive or caring, but it's, it's, it's more that I'm not, I don't get overly upset about something that's happened, but I tend to think, of it in a way in, in some of these ways, uh, around, um, you know, what's happening, what can I learn from this and try to stay present with it that way. You've done a lot, a lot of work in your life to kind of not be reactive. Yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, to kind of hold, um, a vision instead of being reactive. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a constant challenge, but I've, I've, it's something that I've been diving deeply into a lot more in, in recent years. Yeah. It's a, it's a practice for you. It is a practice. Yeah. And you said it, it's a, it's a body practice. It's a reading practice. It's a sitting with others and practicing. It's a, it's a constant part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I read a, a verse of the Tao Te Ching every morning. I just, there's 81 verses and I just cycle back through 
And uh, that's an important part of my day. I have a um, Sadarshan Kriya yoga practice, which is a meditation breathwork practice. And, um, you know, so those things are, those things help to keep me grounded and, and just um, there's practical tools for just think the way that I think about things, the way that I can react and respond to things. So even though there's a culture of a ton of fear, you've making some choices to practice things that would allow you to be thoughtful and not reactive. And you're also deciding to keep certain things out of your um, sort of sphere, if you will, like news and things like that. And even though people approach you with fear, um, you, you think about it. You don't react to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I think about it and, and challenge it. And, you know, if someone was, if someone approaches me and says, oh my goodness, you know, you're, you're by yourself. And uh, then I'll, I'll, uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll, I might say something about that. I, a lot of people would say, oh, uh, when I was traveling alone, they would say, oh, I, I wouldn't dare to do that by myself. I would want my husband to be with me. Um, or, you know, this lifestyle might be okay for my brother, but, you know, it wouldn't be okay for me. There's a way in what you've just said that, you know, that women particularly would say, yeah, don't do it alone. Yeah. You've done a lot of this alone. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. I, I like to spend time by myself and because I am such a, I'm an introvert and I, I like to be able to think and uh, just, you know, be quiet in, in nature. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy being alone. I noticed uh, when I would spend time with people after being alone for longer periods of time, then I would feel a little lonely and I'd miss that. Uh, just it kind of gets pulled out from under you and, and it would it would feel a little lonely. But, um, you know, t in today's day, you know, we can be connected by phone easily enough too for conversation. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, early part of the pandemic when people were really having to isolate and uh, stay separate was... Was it was a very easy time for me. I know a lot of people struggle very struggled with that a lot. And, um, you know, I, you know, I'm almost a little embarrassed to say, you know, that was I was living my best life because it, it, it was, you know, I'm the kind of person that can that can stay home all weekend and read a book on a rainy or snowy weekend. And I'm just I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what brings me energy is to be able to do that. But it's it's not it's not like that for everyone. Yeah, there's a there's a philosophy actually about connection. You know, is really critically important, and you, for you, it it seems a little different. It seems like connection with myself, connection with my practice, connection with that which uh, I value. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, getting to know myself more deeply um, and then being able to improve relationships that I have with people that way. And I do, you know, I do have a really nice balance through, you know, my work and my social relationships where uh, I, I I get so much from that. Uh, like, as you know, we just ran into each other on the street and, and it's I, I, that happens to me all day long. So it's uh, easy enough for me to to stay connected. Yeah, that thoughtfulness has built you relationships and then you can also do the other part, which is a good balance, which is to be with yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you, for you taking a walk, uh, a long trip, uh, a long walk, uh, is, is, uh, sort of that thoughtful time. And then you also have moments where you're lonely 
you'll reach out and you have thoughtful people in your life. Yeah. 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 I, I had a, a conversation I wanted to have with someone today. So I texted a couple of friends to say, are you available for a talk? Are you available? You know, I didn't hear back from one and I, and I texted another. And I also uh, listened to myself at that moment and I was like, Okay, I'm not getting a response back. Is this something I can just sit with myself and practice that? You know, what can I feel? Uh, what can I intuit myself about this? I don't really, and I even ended up talking to a friend and uh, who called and, and I said, you know, I just really need to say this out loud. I, I didn't really need any advice on the on the situation. I just wanted to say it out loud and and, you know, have that human experience with someone else. And you can feel both. You can feel the balance of that. That was the word you used. You have this beautiful balance of you can reach out. And and if it's not there, you can also ask yourself. It's almost like you have a relationship with yourself Yeah. that you can have these conversations. Yeah. And, and it's that piece around just learning to trust myself. That's what was really important. And that's what I, I feel like I've learned a lot from um, in spending these time, these times alone and, and relying on myself is learning to trust myself and know that, you know, if somebody comes over and says, oh, you, you know, here's what you need to do. You know, I can I can trust myself through those experiences. You've been able to build um, several practices that help you. And then when you're actually out there on the caravan or taking the walk or doing those kind of uh, journeys for yourself, adventures for yourself, you can feel like I can trust myself. Yeah. I can make, I can make the decisions. Yeah. And then I imagine as you sit with people, you notice that they don't have that same trust for themselves. If, do I notice that in other people that they might not have the same trust of themselves? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose I see that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wonder what that's like for you to watch people kind of be bottled up by fear. Yeah. It's, I think it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, we, a, a lot of times uh, for me anyway, I like to be able to say, oh, you know what I do that helps, mm. but it's been such a long journey for myself and personal to be personally, you know, responsive to the situations in my life Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can't just, I can't just take where I am now and say, Oh, here, here's a tool that's (laughs) going to work for you because, you know, you haven't done the 16 steps prior or what, or whatever, you know, I know it's, it's been my, it's been my journey. And so, um, you know, everyone has their own journey and I, I tend to like to wait for the, wait for a question. Mm. You know, this, this will happen if I'm, I was talking with my ex-husband, um, we, we had dinner the other day and some of the things he talks about, it, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, here's a, here's a solution. And I, you know, the, but you know, he has to get there on his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, when you care about somebody, you know, like your ex or a friend or something, it's hard sometimes not to do, but you're very thoughtful about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's particularly challenging with my children who are, who are adults now. It's particularly challenging um, to to not see, you know, to see where they are and having having been their ages and having had similar situations. It's, you know, I, I've got the answer. I've got the solution, you know, but mm. they have to get there themselves. <laughs> you you're sort of this is a, a little bit of a commercial break, but uh, I just finished a new book called Listening Deeply. And what you're talking about is really just that, you know, just listening to people. And if they want something from me to, to wait, yeah, to wait for the question. Yeah. 
And sometimes that's hard to do when people are suffering. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's easier to do, you know, because you're thoughtful about it. You've been practicing yourself to just be internally, Mm -hmm. uh, to trust yourself. Yeah, I tend to, I think I tend to ask a lot of questions, you know, and maybe a little guiding questions, but, um, you know, just so that I can hear more and, Mm. and, and see what, what's going on. Yeah. You can find yourself asking those open-ended questions that maybe will invite a deeper conversation. Mm -hmm. You, you seem to have rich relationships. They're, my relationships are, are important to me. And, and like I mentioned, I, I do this work on myself so I can have stronger relationships with people. Um, at, you know, like I mentioned as well, I'm an introvert. I don't have tons of, I don't need to have tons of people around mm. me all the time. Mm. Uh, I'm that person at a, at a crowded event that's like in the corner talking to a person. I, I tend to like those, um, mm. you know, those, those kinds of conversations and those kinds of relationships. Yeah. And with that, you, you learn some things about being in that dance with people. Yeah. And some of them are what you just said before, which is try not to give them unsolicited advice or just to listen and be a tad curious. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, coming that first step in, in the nonviolent communication world, right. Come from curiosity and care and just, you know, that, that step alone erases so much. You know, Mm -hmm. if you think about like political opposites or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, extremes like that, if you really listen with curiosity and care to the other person's perspective, you know, I, it, there are, there are a few, you know, examples where that doesn't really break down a lot of boundaries, mm. I think. Mm. And when you say curiosity, what, what is that? Well, a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll come and ask, you know, we might ask a question, but it's not, it's really, it's not really curious about the person and, and, and where they're coming from. Um, and, and so if you're asking a question, I I mean, I can think of an example, like, you know, say you're not happy with someone and you're like, well, why'd you do that? But you're not really asking them, you know, what's going on with you and you know, what, why would you do something like that? Or, or you might be coming from a place where, you know, you disagree with what they did. And so you want them to do it another way. So you're not, um, you know, you're not really curious about their perspective at all. You're, you're interested in your own agenda. Mm. And so uh, being really curious about their, you know, motivation and because every, everyone has the same feelings, the same needs, all human beings have the same feelings, the same needs, right? Mm. The same set of feelings and needs. And to, to listen to, to somebody's, you know, feelings about something and what their need was and why they did something can open up a lot. You know, it can open up a lot of compassion for what they're doing. So that curiosity and care and, you know, then caring for that need that they have. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're really being curious in a reference to a a non-judgmental question. Yeah. That's just wide open. And then what happens is that then you want to care for what they gave you. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to do that carefully yeah. without your own judgment, without trying to fix it, without. And uh, you like that. You like that sort of when the groups are together, you're like kind of, kind of finding a corner where you can sit with somebody and yeah. just do that. Yeah. And I also, you know, I'm, I'm, I also have a sense of, you know, you can't be, a, I can't be as open and trusting. I'm, I'm not this, uh, I'm not a you know, trust until the trust is broken kind of person. I'm, I'm a little more cautious. Mm. So it takes me a while to get to a place where I might have a conversation that can be 
um, you know, where I'll, where I'll want to, where I'll want to listen to mm. somebody. That's a, that's a, that's a kind of an intimate thing mm. to want to sit with somebody and talk and really listen to the, you know, really be curious and, mm. and listen to what they're talking about and where they're coming from with their feelings. Mm. I'm going to pause here because my reaction is this is what one of the lovely conversations about this idea of uh, listening is it is a level of intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, and you can say, you know, when you're in sort of an introvert, you're, you know, that's, that's a difficult spot to get to sometimes for you just to kind of like, you, you want to listen, you know, and it, then you can feel the intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm protective of my, of my own space and, yeah. and, you know, and what's going on with me emotionally. Yeah. yeah. And you take good care of you're thoughtful and take good care of your space that way. And and at the same time there's a there's a small group of people in your life that have been really um, there and know how to dance with you around this kind of level of intimacy. Yeah. That you've built. Yeah. And it, it, it feels like it's part of the practice again. It feels like it's part of the readings and the yoga and uh, just really trusting yourself when is it when is a person really there and I can trust them and I can yeah. let them in I can be that kind of intimate person yeah. in their lives yeah and I've been fortunate in you know in the past year to you know have opportunities for professional development that have brought in um, some some real skills around communication that um, that have been helpful mm-hmm so you and that was what you spoke earlier about nonviolent communication has been one of them in the, yeah in your practice is there more uh, there's just been a there's been a, a, a variety of nonviolent communication practices and <laughs> conflict you know from a from a variety of perspectives right which has been great right and and one of the beauties of nonviolent communication is this uh, this feeling of judgment is not really it, it it's injurious it's violent yeah. Yeah, so it's more being the observer rather than the judgment. Yeah, and to be caring mm-hmm. for the other. Yeah, and that's hard when it's a, a opinion or mm-hmm. a position opposite mm-hmm. uh, of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've found that to really to really be curious about where that person's coming from, then um, that can that can open things up a little. Yeah, and I mean, I appreciate the word "curious," and I think they go together, don't they? Mm-hmm. The care, the community, the curiosity, and the care yeah. of what you're receiving from another. Yeah, because curiosity is actually a question. Yeah, and uh, the care is from the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I appreciate that. You know, just as we're ending, you know, I just really feel your how much your practice is really helped you kind of be so thoughtful and so uh, grounded in your like thoughtfulness about who you are and what you are and can I handle this and I love the phone call where somebody didn't get back and you were just like can I can I take this through can I think about this do I really need somebody else to be here for me and then the opportunity came anyways yeah it was so beautiful yeah I'm curious, we only have a couple of more minutes, but what came up in this conversation is that, you know, this country is in a really, really deep 
divide. It's very painful to see and witness. I guess I wondered what you thought about what do we do with that? Yeah, I well, that's part of my my um, continued um, you know following the path that I'm on and um, my my yoga practice and the, the the yoga meditation and breath work that I do. Um, I am becoming a, a trainer in a, in a newer modality, and I've I've done other yoga teacher trainings before, but being able to bring that um, practice to more people. Um, I'm going to be teaching a group of teens at a, so, so a, a group of, of teens at a conference, which is like my favorite. I love, te- I love teenagers. <laughs> there's they're, they're even if they, even if they've had some adverse experiences in their lives, they, they still want to be loved and they still love you. They're not, they're not, mm. they're not too far past that. And uh, <laughs> um, so that's, that's, you know, I, I guess that's, my approach is, you know, when you're, if I'm pointing a finger at someone else, there's three pointing back at myself. Mm-hmm. And so what can I do? And, and, and just, you know, do the first thing that I can do, which is to share these experiences that I find very helpful for myself. Yeah, to, to bring the practice of what you do daily uh, into the world. Yes. And with hopes that that would quiet this great divide. Yeah, yeah. A painful divide. Yeah, yeah. Help help more people just um, become at peace with themselves. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's amazing that you and I have bumped into each other on the street <laughs> and that we've had this conversation, and I'm so glad. So thank you for this. Thank you. What a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> thank you for listening to today's conversation, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you find your podcasts. I'd like to give a heartfelt thanks to all the contributors to Agape Inc. for their support in making this podcast possible. If you care to join us, please go to DignityMaine.com to get involved. Thank you. Thank you again for being here and take good care.